Hi everybody, Robbie here. I'm pleased to announce my new horror novel Splatterfest is available now for pre-order. Here's a brief description. This year's Splatterfest will be a real killer. Horror film convention Splatterfest is a haven for the goriest, grimiest, and weirdest horror films in the world. This year, it's bigger than ever in a special location, the Kalman Compound, the site of a cult massacre. The spotlight is on the premiere of Midnight Star, a film about the cult and its gruesome end. Thousands are attending, including horror fanatic Stephanie Watts. Steph is working the event, using opportunity to meet her favorite stars. Guests include legendary directors, renowned scream queens, and infamous movie monsters. It's not all fun and games, however, as Steph sees the ugly side of Hollywood, filled with spite and backstabbing. Despite the hiccups, everything is running smoothly. But then, the celebrities start dying. Looking like accidents at first, Steph finds connections to the long-dead Midnight Star cult and suspects murder. Someone is targeting the stars, and it may be one of their own. As the death count rises, Steph must find the killer before it's too late. If she fails, Splatterfest will live up to its name. Splatterfest releases November 22nd and is available on Amazon. There's a link in the description, or you can find a link on my website, RobbieDorman.com. It's a great book for fans of Scream and whodunit slashers. I'd love for you to check it out. Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. Uh, I love stories of children being manipulated by adults and then sort of getting recompense, but not really. Uh, there's not. Don't don't lie to our audience. I think that's ultimately don't. There's lie no to, real recompense. I know. There's no. There's no story. That's. I think there's nothing in this. This is this garbage. This is garbage. This is garbage. I hate it. I hate it. I'm so angry. Hi guys, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, you gain access to all of our bonus content. We have a person to thank, Matthew. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Joshua Frame. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Joshua. This week's episode is Fat Man and Little Boy, episode FABF21, originally aired December 12th, 2004, written by Joel H. Cohen, directed by Mike B. Anderson, received a 6.3 rating with 10.3 million viewers. The Couch Gag... The couch is the lore of an anglerfish, and the family gets swallowed. So, I actually like that one. I thought it was pretty clever. It's, yeah, it looks really good. It's it's by far the best thing in this episode. Um, it's a it it's referencing, I believe, uh, Finding Nemo, the the anglerfish oh. down there at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, this episode briefly guest stars Eric Idle as Declan Desmond again, coming back. It's not the last appearance. We'll get more Declan Desmond down the road, I believe. We do finally do get that seven up homage we talked about once upon a time oh that's right yeah yeah um yeah this is the this is crusty reaction gif episode that's what this what the hell was that that's what i'm saying like right now what the hell yeah what the hell well, okay so actually let's let's go through the first act and then we can talk about it because... yes yeah, the first act makes sense first act is solid good it looks like it's setting up something 
Um, it starts with, I mean, it's still kind of, I don't know, a little empty-ish, but it's short, and it feels like it's getting to something by the end. Right. Lisa, JD are playing in the backyard. They're playing a little rhyming game where they keep teasing that they're going to say a curse word with Homer getting upset every time. This segues into a spitball assault from Bart, which is referencing Saving Private Ryan, which is pretty good. I really like, I like the spitball assault. Yeah scene uh the it, it looks really good and does immediately bring to mind saving private ryan with both lisa and janie hiding behind like thin little metal of a playground set that's fun lisa gets hit with one right in the cheek and it's bloody and it turns out it's not from lisa it's from bart bart has a loose tooth his last baby tooth and this and this feels like okay miss we get okay matt we have our we have our misdirect into the plot Inciting incident into the inciting incident where, okay, it's about, is it about in this point, at this point, Matt, I'm cagey. I'm going, how's this going to work out? How's this going to get us to our actual plot? Yeah. Cause there's no way they're going to stick with Bart, right? They wouldn't, they, they wouldn't do that. They're going to, we're going to have baby tooth into something else, but it doesn't not at first because Bart has, one last baby tooth, and we get a little montage, a couple, a couple scenes in a row where we try, we see Bart trying to lose the tooth, get it pulled out because Millhouse tells him it's the last baby tooth. It's you know the the tooth fairy will give him a big, a big gift for this one. Now, Matt, I'm gonna have a question for you. Mm-hmm. When did you realize the tooth fairy was not a real person? I think it was after like three teeth. Uh, honestly, it, it was not for very long. <laughs> Give me an age, roundabout, guess. Oh, God, uh, probably six or seven, something like that. Six or seven. I think that's, I I think I'm probably right there with it, right? The six to seven age, right? When you stop believing in Santa Claus. Same thing. Yeah. You start realizing, oh, there's my parents. You don't necessarily are upset by it. You're like, oh, well, I still get presents. I still get a mount of something for a tooth. But you go, okay, the tooth fairy's not a real person. Are we, is this episode... Does this episode think Bart still believes the Tooth Fairy is a real person? I don't know, because it never actually, I mean, he makes that prayer or whatever, which makes it seem like he does. But beyond that, he doesn't really seem to care. He just seems to know that he's getting money. And Bart kind of seems like the kid who would just be like, look, I don't care where it's coming from. All I know is I'm getting money for this. That's that that if Bart hadn't had that prayer about, you know, God's daughter, the Tooth Fairy or whatever, I would have been like, oh, yeah, Bart knows he just doesn't care because he knows he's going to get money. But that kind of complicates things, the whole prayer thing. So who knows? And he never like I would like I was fully expecting there to be a scene where Bart goes to Marge and like gives her a little nudge nudge and goes, hey, it's my last baby tooth. You know, maybe mm-hmm. what, maybe like, you know, just like you, I'm, I'm like give her like a, a catalog or something with something circled or like I'm really looking at this new toy. I really want it. But that never happens because he thinks the tooth fairy's real person. He's 10 years old. And like. That could be the story, right? And I think that kind of, I feel like that is where it's going. It feels like, oh, it's about Bart growing up and realizing the Tooth Fairy isn't real and and what that represents. And you see, like, the fallout for him becoming not, like, leaving his childhood, a part of his childhood behind. Which would be a good episode and would be interesting. And we could see the consequences of that, but that's not the episode no it's not uh but if we see Otto try and pull out the tooth with this bus he smashes in a at some point chalmers switched to toyota <laughs> to, he has a camry now yes instead of a honda 
at some point in along the way. He's loyal to Japanese ones uh, or Japanese cars, apparently. I mean, I would there as an owner of a, a Toyota. I it's been a very good vehicle for sure. my family. Um, Mar- but eventually it, 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 that doesn't work. And Marge, by when she accidentally pulls out a, 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 a stuck drawer too hard, she elbows Bart, knocks out the tooth. Um, Bart puts it under, under the, 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 the pillow. Notice I have no clips for any of this. Um, well, there's nothing really interesting being said. No, it's just like, here's, there's some scene, the action stuff. It's not really like, there's not, a, there's not a lot of, I, I don't know. I also find this episode not funny, really. I don't know if I laughed at all. I didn't mind the first act, but I didn't laugh really. Yeah. And I, and then the, then uh, the switch flips at a certain point and I just start getting upset. <laughs> Just got angry at them. So, well, yeah. Instead of which, I don't think they want me to have anger. What they mean? I think they want me to like this. But Bart goes to sleep with the, pill- the tooth under his pillow, and he wakes up to find out what he gets. What the? The tooth fairies made a donation in my name to the United Way. That gossamer witch. Maybe when the Tooth Fairy saw it was your last baby tooth, she realized you're not a little boy anymore. So she gave you a grown-up gift. I'm not going to grow up. Oh, yes, you are. Why, in the right light, you're starting to get your own muzzle. I thought it was chocolate milk. Yeah, that's how it starts. No! I'm still a kid. And what do kids love? Kid stuff, like this. (laughs) Vroom, vroom! Vroom, 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 no. What you realizing, jerk? That I'm not a kid anymore. That's harsh. I knew I was an adult the day the judge said, we're trying you as an adult. I mean, that, that that's kind of an okay joke, but yeah. It's not bad. It's not all right. Like, there, I, it didn't make me laugh, but I go, oh, that's all right. You know, that's solid. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't need to, like, burst out laughing to recognize something is all right but first thing i'm gonna say matt before i say anything else don't ever buy a kid a donation to charity kids don't get that leave kids with toys and money there's only things you should ever buy kids maybe books like which counts as a toy in my if you're world. gonna do that get it along with something else and they go oh, okay that's because the donation's for you it's not for a like it's i you know i'm in my 30s i can go oh thanks for the ch-. like i if someone says i donated a charity for your birthday but like oh that's, that's very kind thank you but not for a 10 year old and, or don't. And also here, I'm going to say, this is my little Robbie story time. Never buy a little child, a magazine subscription. Ooh. Yeah. That's what I got. Kids don't understand things being deferred. Yeah. Like I got that for, I got that. My aunt bought me a magazine subscription and nothing against my aunt. And it was like, it was for like a, a nature magazine for, for animals. And I loved animals as a kid, uh, which, Hey, turns out I still like animals a lot, but I didn't, all I got of the day was a sticker to like represent the fact that I was getting a subscription and I didn't, I could not understand that I wasn't that I was getting magazines once a month for the next year. I was just like, all I get was a sticker. And I look at my sister's present, which is like something meaningful that she has in her hands. And I couldn't, my little child brain couldn't wrap around it. Um, regardless in Robbie's story. Yeah, time, if you do that, you have to bring an issue of the magazine with you and be like, you're getting 12 more of these. That see that maybe would be better. Like, yeah, give me an old mag. Or it doesn't even have to be. I'm like, I don't know the difference between a new or old magazine. It could be an old. Exactly. One. 
Who knows? Kids are dumb. Kids it's are a, dumb. It's the way things are. You got to take advantage of that way you can. So Bart now is obsessed with staying a kid. He thinks this is some change now that he's lost his last baby tooth. So he, I don't know, to represent that, he tries to use his imagination to try and have to play, right? And like playing is such a childlike thing. And he thinks that is what is a way for him to reaffirm his youth. Well, there's one thing no one can take away. My childlike imagination. Sergeant Activity, your mission is to scale the icy walls of Mount Bloodkill. Must defeat Dr. Blizzard and the Avalanchoids. Lieutenant Adventure, what are you doing here? You're quite the daredevil, Sergeant Activity. It's high time you protected yourself with supplemental disability insurance. At my age? Can I qualify? You'd be surprised. If you're a non-smoker, it can cost just a few dollars a month. What's happening to me? Maybe I'm not a kid anymore. So Barter's having a crisis. Mm-hmm. No problems with any of this. This makes sense. I mean, this is, this is the kind of thing that happens. This feels right. This feels it's it's simple. It's it feels like uh, it, you know, it feels. There's nothing too crazy about anything happening. Um, it it feels tonally correct about what this what a Simpsons episode should be about. Okay, Bart. It's about Bart losing his childhood or coming to some some sort of of a realization about what what being a kid means. And to so we get the final scene of Act One, which is him taking all his toys and taking them and getting rid of them with a Viking funeral. He sets him sets sail out onto a little pond and sets fire to them with a magnifying glass. A nice little bit. Again, it's like childlike. It works. There is a weird sea captain bit there <laughs> at the end. Yeah, they've just had some time to fill, I guess. I I don't know. It's just weird sea captain shows up on like a little dinghy and is like trying to strike up a conversation with Bart. And Bart runs away. And then we end on the sea captain instead of this sad Bart thing. And I'm, and I'm here, Matt. If I was a smart man, I would have realized that that, is, that was a, a harbinger of things, yeah. of things to come. Because uh, then we go to commercial. Five minutes and 42 seconds. And when we come back... Uh, we see the fallout from what's happening to Bart. Lisa encourages Bart to uh, explore his feelings through creativity, which is good. That's something you could do. It's something uh, a normal person would do. Uh, the direction Bart takes it in is a very, very Bart direction. Uh, he decides that he is going to throw a slogan onto a shirt, and it kind of works. <gasps> Bart, someone wrote something cynical on your shirt. Mm-hmm. Let me wash it off. Leave me alone. This expresses my rage at the machine. Well, I like t-shirts with a nice joke, like support our troops. Bart's shirt is a classic, Marge, just like keep on trucking, as if I would ever want to stop trucking. So as we can see, uh, Homer's an idiot, but that works out for everyone in this case. Uh, everyone on the bus, uh, school bus, is just wowing at Bart's t-shirt like, whoa, that's that's such a relevant uh, saying to to my life. I, and then we get a – go ahead. I was going to say that. Again, this is this makes sense. Little – like kids are – like if you have like 
it makes me think of me as a little kid buying a Simpsons shirt, like with Bart saying some slogan on and it. And thinking you were cool. And thinking I was cool. And I felt like I was like, oh man, I'm cool. Look at my shirt. It says something edgy for a 10 year old or whatever it was. It, it, I mean, it's not, it's incredibly tame, but and it makes you feel cool. And like, I like, I like this, this, this montage. It's, it's, it's neat. It's fun. It's interesting. And it, it's, it points to a direction that is interesting. Uh, and we're seeing like, how does this help Bart? Unfortunately, we're not going to get that. What we get instead is a right said Fred montage of Bart's funny sayings. And most of them are the kind of things that you would expect a 10 year old to find edgy. So a lot of things suck, apparently, uh, which was a very 90s thing. <laughs> Lots of things sucked in the 90s. Uh, so Bart's, yeah, I mean, Bart, but, uh, I mean it, this episode did come out in 2004, Matt. So yeah, it has a very 90s. The, the Simpsons are always about five years behind in senses of humor, so that works out perfectly for them. So uh, we had a right side Fred montage, and then Bart begins to start selling the shirts uh, because hey, you know this is interesting. Uh, Bart at first resists the idea of selling out and says, "Wait a minute, heck no!" Uh, and sells the first one, the Millhouse. Unfortunately for Bart. Uh, there's a protection racket run by the police who sees all of his shirts and destroy his little booth at trying to sell things. And poor Bart can't afford protection money for both the police and for Nelson, who we see in pimp attire. Yeah, that aged well. Um, I'm hey man, I'm I'm. If you're looking at the the Robbie Robbie confidence scale in an episode. It starts to go down right it, here. It's no, it's still, it's still all right. It's maybe it's wavering a little bit as the expo as episode tries to like expand its scope. I'm gonna be like, oh, I don't know if that's the right idea. Like, oh, we're like, this is them going like, oh, maybe this isn't about Bart's youth. Maybe it's about t-shirts now. And I'm like, oh no, I don't necessarily want an episode about t-shirts. And they're just like, well. Uh, and then, but I'm still like, maybe it will peel. Maybe that will use, they'll use the t-shirt stuff to explore the use stuff. Maybe we'll get back to that use stuff. I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold the Robbie confidence scale is going to maybe sink a little, but then stay consistent for now. It'll be okay. Right? Yes, Robbie, it will be okay. Okay. So, uh, Lisa encourages him to, you know, basically become a distributor, sell your shirts to wholesale into some kind of store. So Bart goes to a retail convention uh, where we get a couple things, uh, uh, gags about Apu not caring about all these people offering their you know tiny niche products uh, to him, uh, like mood lollipops. Uh, Bart gets his little booth destroyed by the Krusty booth, which expands in the middle of a show, basically crushes him and almost kills him because that's how Krusty work. Krusty works when he why compete with someone when you could kill them. Uh, so Bart is on his way out of the convention with his shirt saying, oh, why did I ever try this ever? And he gets hit by a car. That sucked. Well, at least I've still got my health. Oh, oh my golly graciousness. Bad car. Apologize to the poor little boy. <laughs> this shirt is humorlarious. Let's see what else you've got. Amazing, trailblazing, insightful, delightful, hysterical, a miracle. The kids will go cuckoo for these. Cuckoo. <laughs> the name's Goose Gladwell. Of Goose's Gags and Gifts? That's right. I've got 20 stores in 30 states, and I want to sell your shirts in most of them. You really think my shirts will sell? Absolutely. Here, take my card. 
Sorry, that's my old number. Let me give you the new one. <laughs> Darn, it's out of ink. But my phone number's on the pen. Oh, but it's my old phone number. I'll call you. So, as we can see, uh, I forget, Robbie, have we seen Goose before? No, Matt, we've never seen this. Okay, because he's oh. in several episodes going forward. And oh, I can't. Remember well, I cannot you, are you, are you serious? I mean, not a lot, but at least another two or three. Matt, mm-hmm. I cannot overstate how much I hate this character. Well, good news, Robbie. He comes back only twice. Maybe more. Let's let's check the old wiki. Goose, what was it? Gladwell. Gladwell. Get it? Glad? It says it's Gladwell. Like ah, uh, that's it? right. Yeah. And it turns out he went crazy in Vietnam from all the things he had to do. Isn't that great? Ooh. Isn't that a funny joke? I. Uh, I, I okay, can't... sorry. Yeah, he's actually no. Uh, he is only seen in another couch gag and in the Simpsons movie. Oh, th- I must be thinking of somebody else somewhere. I, oh, great, good. We get another similar character, but not him. Um, yeah. I winced, like I, I felt like I got punched when I saw it, when he appeared on screen, when he, and when it made was clear that he'd be an important part of this episode. Matt, I one Bart gets hit by a car. Remember, mm-hmm. you remember there's an ep- <laughs> funny Matt. Okay, remember there's an episode entitled Bart get, gets hit by a car. I do remember that it was a whole big thing instead of Bart just jumping up and being like, "Hey, I'm fine." The entire episode was about Bart getting hit by a car, and then him going to court because he got hit by a car. And this is just like, "I'm fine. I'm, yeah, I'm a ten year old boy, and a car just hit me. I'm fine though." And then this character, this Willy Wonka esque character. Is like, hey, I want to sell your T-shirts. And this is where the Robbie confidence scale plummets off of a cliff. And 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 would think it would hit bottom at this point, but nope. There's still way further to go down. Um, I I can't take it. Like, I don't know. Maybe he could be a good character. I don't know. But all I know is I see this this character, this named Goose Gladwell, this thinly veiled Willy Wonka. Uh, I'll be nice and call it an homage. And his voice. It's a very nice way of putting it. It's, it's me being kind. His voice is immediately like it is. I don't know if we've, it's the thing we've ever talked about on this on this podcast, on uh, not on the Patreon. But there are certain characters that you make that are like annoying. They're supposed to be annoying. You're supposed to be annoyed by them so you can understand how the characters feel. Like, the character shows up in the Simpsons' house, they're annoying, and you go, and and then Homer gets annoyed by them. And you're like, well, I understand why Homer's annoyed. This guy's annoying. I, th- this guy's voice is like nail on chalkboards in my head. I cannot take it. The constant up and down, the, the clownishness is just... Remember how I said everything in this episode felt like grounded and real? It felt like old Simpsons. It felt like a normal reality where the story is Bart loses his tooth and starts feeling like he's growing up. Mm-hmm. And then in Act Two, oh, he's now he's making a T-shirt company with Willy Wonka. And I go, I just want to throw something. I, I just, why are you doing this? What is this? What is this garbage? So I think I get what they're going for here. But the problem is the character of Goose Glidewell, because what I'm thinking is the way you finish out this episode, the correct way, is that Bart 
sells out his shirts uh, rather than getting hit by a car or whatever. Someone notices Bart sitting on the ground with his T-shirts and his little booth and is like, hey, I kind of like these. It doesn't really matter who this character is. He's not really important. Or he or she or whatever is not really important. What happens is Bart's shirts get very popular. Bart becomes famous. He has to deal with lawyers and accountants. And he realizes, hey, I want to go back to being a kid. Uh, there are lots of shows have done episodes like this where you, kids are forced to grow up too quickly and they decide, I want to go back to being the person I was. And then Bart has to deal with that. And by the end of the episode, uh, Bart is back, you know, throwing or shooting spitballs at Lisa and having to deal with his parents. And he's happier that way. That's how the rest of this episode should have played out. Not this. And it's kind of how this episode plays out, except Bart gets screwed by uh, Gus Gladwell, Goose Gladwell or whatever. But. It's just so just stupid character and the things that happen are idiotic at best. I it becomes a Homer episode, Matt. And like I don't it and then it makes me go like, oh, they definitely titled this episode last. Like they just all they did was put together this crap and then titled the episode Fat Man and Little Boy because that's oh, who's in it? Homer and Bart? Okay. Fat Man and Little Boy. That's all we got. Um yep. I'm I'm not we're not even there yet Matt we're not even like all we got is introduced to Goose there's so much more yeah so let's go past that okay so uh Bart uh sells his shirts through Goose's store Goose stops by the house to give Bart an envelope full of money which seems like a few hundred dollars at best which is obviously to start we don't know how many stores that Goose has but whatever he but no he, 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 he has at this point is... Matt he says he has 20 stores in 30 states okay that's 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 the way math works all right and that's what he said he's it no here 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 this is what he said this is what he said man i said i have 20 stores in 30 states probably you're hurting me please stop that's hurting what, me i'm just saying um, i'm just quoting that is not me i know i know the voice is you though okay so uh at this point goose is holding up to his end of the bargain he is giving bart the money for the shirts that is sold in his store uh homer wears one of bart's shirts to work and gets fired uh, I think it says, uh, don't wake me, I'm working, or something like to, that. To be fair, Mr. Matt, Byrne, he gets suspended without pay. Oh, right, right, right. And, and then, then he, he quits. quits because he's going to live off Bart's t-shirt money. Yes, that's that's how that works. Uh, t-shirts that are sold in 20 stores, that's going to keep you going for quite a while. So, uh, yes, Mr. Burns takes doesn't take kindly to the cheek of the, the, uh, uh, the shirt and suspends Homer. Homer quits, and then... The family goes out to a fancy dinner to celebrate what's going on with Bart, and it becomes all about Homer, because everything eventually becomes all about Homer. Benny, Carl, how you doing? Hey, Homer. How's retirement? It's awesome. You know what I've gotten into? Sleeping till noon. Yeah, well, we better get going. Some of us have to get up for work tomorrow. Hey, just because I'm not working doesn't mean I can't gripe like you guys. Don't you hate it when people steal your lunch out of the break room fridge? Actually, that stopped after you left, Homer. Yeah, well, enjoy the autumn of your years, jerk. Oh, I see what's going on. You can't stand to be around a guy who's got total financial independence. Your bill, sir. No problem. Bart, I need $200. Dad, the bill's only 100 I broke some bathroom fixtures. <sighs> Pathetic. I'm pathetic because I take money from my 10-year-old son 
Well, let me tell you something. I still call the shots around here. Homer, use your inside voice. I don't have an inside voice. And that is basically where we end the act. Uh, it has now become about Homer because in season 16, everything eventually becomes about Homer. And when we come back for act three, yeah, it's mostly Homer. That's your cue, Robbie, in case you were just mired in despair. I'm just trying to keep it together, Matt. Um, I've, had a, I've had a very bad week, and this episode did not help. Maybe I can... Um, wh- why? Why pivot? Okay. So, Goose, Goose Gladwell appears... When Homer's not on screen, you should be asking, where's Homer? I was... Just wait. One of us was going to say it, Matt. So that's yeah. uh, at least you know you did it. Good job. Um, Goose Gladwell appears at ten minutes in, roughly nine minutes and forty-five seconds. I like his appearance was so shocking to me, Matt. I looked immediately to the runtime. I'm like, oh my god, what is this? Nine forty-five. I'm like, okay. So and this is roughly this is right at the end of Act Two, where it just suddenly where it's all about Bart. So 13 minutes of, of a 22-minute episode. 13 minutes, basically. In It's all been about Bart. Bart in his tooth, Bart in his t-shirts, and now Bart, now Bart in Goose. And then suddenly we just cut over to Homer wearing one of Bart's t-shirts, and then the episode just... Whoop, all, it just switches over to Homer. And it it is... And... Up until this point, hey, I hate Goose already. Like, regardless, I don't, I don't know what the rest of this episode is at this point. Goose's appearance, I mean, like, oh, I hate Goose. I hate him. I can't take it. But I might, maybe they'll use him to tell an interesting Bart story. And then the episode two thirds of the way through just goes, nah, it's Homer's story now. And like, why? Why would you do that? What is wrong with like these people who work on the show, Matt? Are 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 veterans they've done television for years and years and years now why on earth would you switch over midstream it's like if you hey man if you were watching a movie and it's a 90 minute movie and an hour of it is built around one character and then suddenly 60 minutes in they just cuts to a different character and then that's the rest of the last half hour is a different character and that that's his movie now well you get it's whiplash. Like, what are you doing? Why am I? Why is this a Homer episode now? And why is Homer a monster? Like, what? Where is the like? Where? What? what <laughs> I'm struggling. I am struggling. I know, Robbie. I know. It's why is it hurts? Why? Why? What? What part of this does make? Does this provoke? How does this evoke sympathy for Homer? What part of this makes me go, oh? Homer the everyman, I understand his plight, and I'm rooting for him. That's, mm-hmm. I, I should, that that is 90% of Homer episodes. Why wouldn't you, like, if you're going to introduce Homer now, you have to at least make me go, oh, he's sympathetic. What, so his decision making is, I wore a shirt to, to work and I got suspended. My reaction is to quit and then beg my own son for money. My 10-year-old son for money. Mm-hmm. I just, like, what? Th- Homer, this is not Homer, like, we've, I've been, I mentioned this before, and we've done for our Patreon, we've been looking at evolution of Homer's character throughout the years. We're moving up through the seasons, and 
this is Homer is not a father in this. He's just another child. And what happens is it takes a looks like what is a promising Bart episode and makes it into a bad Homer episode. And it feels like they're targeting me, Matt. <laughs> like, are is this is this warfare? Is this the Simpsons? I mean, it might be. Is this the Simpsons like declaring war on my my state of mind? Because it feels sounds... like if it, it, it's not like like certain episodes are the, like the worst Homer episodes. I know what they are right away. <laughs> yeah, there's no shell game. This feels like a shell game where they go reveal like, ha, 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 we got you, chicka. And I'm like, I don't appreciate your ruse. Uh, we <laughs> we come back from commercial at 14 minutes and seven seconds in. Uh, <laughs> Homer is watching a show about lions. <laughs> yeah, a discovery show about lions. I believe this is where we hear Declan Desmond. He's the narrator for this nature documentary. Okay, I don't know why, but sure, fine. Yeah, sure, sure. It, and it, the line is they're using the lions as a metaphor for Homer being replaced by Bart because Bart is now the new you know, headline. He's the alpha male of the family. And Homer is now going to have to be subservient to Bart. Okay. So the, the major documentary goes on to say that, well, a way for the man, the, this, the, the usurped male of the pride, a way for the, him to stay relevant and have uh, maintain some sort of role is to instead become a nurturer. And here, Matt, here, there's a, this is a, there's a brief blip in my confidence scale where I go, oh, maybe there'll be something salvageable here. Homer decides to become a nurturer. He decides to be kind. And I'm like, oh, that's that. I'm like, that's something, you know, that's something. Homer being Mm -hmm. a, Homer being a good person, not a jerk, not Homer, like sympathy. I'll take it. Homer being empathetic. That's nice better than the alternative right so homer goes and plays with lisa lisa basic cable said i should nurture you great will you play malibu stacy with me okay you be the girl and i'll be the car dun 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 i'm going to the organic market <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> screw the market we're going to mexico it's <laughs> <laughs> Flanderito. Run him down. I can't run. I'm wearing flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that, Dealey? It's my entry for the all school science fair. It shows the history of nuclear physics from Marie Curie's laboratory to a scale model of the first nuclear reactor. Oh, you'll win for sure. You and science go together like Lenny and Carl. The science is Carl. Oh, Lisa! I'd like to introduce you to the next winner of the science fair. Behold, my project. Childlike humanoid urban muchacho, or chum. Don't hold my hand. It's creepy. Hush, my pet. Now, let us gather our rosebuds while we may. (laughs) A robot? Last year, the winner was a jar of owl pellets. Oh, I don't have a chance now. Honey, all you need's a little help from your dad. Remember, I did used to work at a science factory. Well, we're supposed to do this without parental help. Sweetie, that's orphan talk. 
Yes, that's orphan talk. So, Matt, remember that talk of nurturing Homer? Yeah, yeah. So Martin builds a full-scale robot. Okay, okay, that's fine. I, Homer decides he's going to help. And this is when we cut to, like, what is it with these third acts? Like, they just go insane. Where, okay, this is literally, I'm, literally what happens, Matt. Homer decides he's going to help. So he downloads plans for a nuclear reactor off the internet, goes to the plant, steals some plutonium, and builds a fission reactor in his basement. Yes, because Homer understands how to do that. There was a whole episode about how Homer was an idiot and Martin built a nuclear reactor in his basement and we were okay with that because martin's a genius and homer's a moron but somehow now homer has done that i don't think that i don't know if they remembered that that happened matt or that or they just don't care but possibly homer has built a portable fission reactor apparently um and lisa correctly understands that it's very dangerous and then we also see we're we go back to Bart eventually, and his plot happens. Dad, what did you do? Sweetie, your daddy's going to show you just how much he loves you. You know that non-functioning nuclear reactor you built? Yes. I juiced it up a little. <laughs> Dad, that could explode. Oh, that's ridiculous. That thing's going to blow. Drop this toy and run. Mom! Dad built a device that would be deadly in the wrong hands, and he's holding it! Homer, I want you to get that gamma radiating what's-it out of my home! I never complain about your frilly pillows. How many t-shirts do you have here? Just one. It takes a marine honor guard to fold it. It used to be a dust cover for a Hummer. I could go on and on. Gravies and gentlemen, I have an exciting announcement. I have sold the rights to the Bart Simpson t-shirt line. <gasps> to the Disney company, which will turn each one into a movie. Really? How much money do I get? You get nothing. In fact, thanks to my team of loopy lawyers, <clears throat> I never have to give you another penny. All you get is a very valuable lesson. Never trust a weirdo. Ah, zoot! I'm stuck on a nail. <laughs> oh, God, that's painful. Oh, I can't feel my... Yeah, and, and now Bart's plot is just over, right, Robbie? No, sort of. I don't know, Matt. There's not... it. There's no development here. There's nothing about... They don't spend any time to actually demonstrate how Bart is getting taken advantage of or how this, how Goose is like, all it is is just like suddenly like, oh, well, we need to cash in this plot ticket. So Goose is also has a team. He's actually evil and has a bunch of team. He has a team of lawyers that's going to steal all Bart's money. And you're like, how? Like, you just say it happens. So it does. Like, we didn't, you didn't spend any time developing this. There is no one. Goose is just 
appears 10 minutes into this episode. There's no mention of Goose. Bart doesn't... Like, an easy way to do this is Bart Bart goes to one of Goose's shops in the first couple minutes of the episode. Something to do with his tooth, I guess? And we see Goose, and he meets Goose. And then, later on, we run into Goose. You introduce characters. They don't just appear out of nowhere when you need them to. You have to ease your audience into it you don't just suddenly throw a a pot of freezing cold water on him you don't spend any time developing or hinting that goose has an evil side that goose is going to try and take bart's money they don't they don't hint at anything it's just goose that he's wacky and then suddenly boom he's evil i'm like what what are you doing maybe do that instead of spending you know five minutes on a homer building a nuclear reactor like it's and it's this is simple this is simple simple stuff but they don't want to do that they go oh well that takes time and effort i guess and then we have this five minute plot of homer and his nuclear reactor so let's jam them together we got 22 minute episode who cares if it makes sense it's just garbage at the end here so you would think that this would be the end of bart's plot i guess like there's no homer and bart have barely been like there's no real reason like homer's hoping lisa at this point for some reason, because of him being threatened, I don't know why. Like, there's no reason for any of this crap. It's a bunch of unmotivated garbage. Characters do things for reasons. Um, but now Homer is going to help Bart, because Bart's sad. Homer's just helping everybody out. So, Matt, Homer's plot, Homer's, Homer's plan, I guess, to help Bart is... <sighs> He goes into the gag shop where Goose is, and he threatens to murder the town with his nuclear reactor. You can't be serious. Are you prepared to take that chance? Okay, okay. Here's all the money I've got. Not so fast. I also want, um, some dribble glasses, fake boobs, two of Bart's t-shirts, and that wrapping toilet seat. Yo, 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 keep it on a low floor. <laughs> I'm hanging this over the mantle. Thanks, Dad. Well, I'm just glad we're back to me being the father and you being the son. Are you sure that thing could really explode? Oh, I doubt it. But we'll let the seagulls at the dump figure it out. Ha ha, get it, Robbie? Because he's just going to throw away the nuclear reactor, which could explode. And it's giving off way more radiation than it's safe. <laughs> Matt. Can you? Mm-hmm. Can, I want. I want. For, this is the first thing I'm going to do. This is in the episode. I want. I want you to confirm that everything we described today ha- actually happened. Can you confirm that? Yes. Okay. We did not. This is not. And this is not a. This is not shared hallucinations. Both Matt, I independently watched this episode separate from each other. We saw the same thing. This episode exists. You can go watch it. That's the first. Like it feels like literally. This feels like a fever dream. It feels like just insanity writ large. Like there's nothing. It is it it feels like uh the worst of the worst, you know, schlock trash you'd find on like a VH te- VHS tape from like nineteen eighty four. Like there's n- no rhyme or reason to anything that happens after that first act. As soon as Goose walks on at ten minutes in, basically, this episode stops making sense, stops caring about characters, stops caring about like Bart gets swindled by Goose, and his reaction is, "Oh, I'm just a kid." No, what do you what do you mean? You're just a kid. 
you are Bart Simpson. If some guy swindles you, you can you have done horrible things to everyone in the town. I think you could rustle up a few of those horrible things to get back at Goose. Yeah. Well, it has nothing to do getting swindled by some businessman has nothing to do with your youth and your like lack of imagination. Like remember when Lisa said, Bart, you should do you should do some art. You know, it'll help you practice. You know, practice your 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 you practice being a kid, you know, practice being free. But because Bart gets swindled, like that has not there. They don't make sense together. They're not connected. We never understood what the nature of their business agreement was. Why would why would Goose have the rights to Bart's T-shirts? They're just words on a T-shirt. They're just slogans. You can't really copy. Yeah, it's like he could have distribution rights for a period of time, but he can't. He can stop other people from selling them, but he can't sell the rights to sell them to somebody else. It, none of this episode makes sense, Robbie. Let's just stick I, with that. I, I know. It, it's just there's just – and we're not even – Homer builds a reactor in the basement after he gets – he quits his job because he thinks Bart's going to give him T-shirt money. And he makes a scene at a restaurant. Like, like why? What are you doing, Simpsons? I I just get so angry about it because it feels so simple. It feels like so, these are so easily solved problems. Why is Homer in this episode? Why is this episode not about Bart and the t-shirts? If you're going to make it about Bart and the t-shirts, make it about Bart and the t-shirts. Make him... And also, like, he's selling hundreds of t-shirts. He's just writing them, all of them, on Sharpie. That is literally... We see yeah. there's no... He doesn't have a... A, a team building like he doesn't hire employees and you're like why are you doing this if you're not going to commit to it don't don't do it like if bart is going to be a t-shirt mogul make it so that bart becomes a t-shirt mogul why is bart signing t-shirts with slogans on them who knows it doesn't make any sense uh oh boy i can't i'm also matt i hate goose i feel like i should i like i hate this episode like more than I could because Goose is so obnoxious. I hate Goose. I hate Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka, and homaging it is not good. It is bad. You take a bad character and make it worse. Fair. And Homer, Homer is willing to blow up the entire town, murder thousands of people because Goose stole some money from them? Yep. Apparently, that's Homer for you. But why? That's all I, but why? I, I wish I could tell you, Robert. I really do, but I just, I don't know why they go in these weird directions. It's like there's an obvious way for this episode to end, and I guess they're trying to be original, but it just comes off as random and stupid. My last, the last here, my last words on our notes is, God, this is garbage. Because that's what it is. It's just nonsense. None of this makes sense. It's so frustrating. We'll rank it at the end of the show. <sighs> Yeah, Rob, Robbie, is this episode obviously broken or just really obviously broken? <laughs> what, Robbie? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix, quick fix. Ah. Okay, so, yes, obviously it's broken. Like, the, I, I, here, my druthers, Matt, here's my druthers. You're asking me to fix this episode? Mm-hmm. You can still Bart using losing his tooth and losing his being a kid, like don't want not want to grow up. That's a great idea for episode. And the first act is I would leave it basically unchanged. 
maybe get rid yeah. of this. Maybe leave that sea captain bit in the on the cutting room floor. <laughs> maybe leave that out. But otherwise, leave that alone. And Lisa could encourage Bart to be more be more creative. And maybe you still do the t-shirt bit. And and do what you said, maybe. Maybe you do push him into an adult world where things aren't fun. Maybe, sure, he's being creative with these t-shirts, and then suddenly he 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 does build a company. And he has all these creative consult these consultants who are like, well, no, that won't sell. Don't do it. But he's like, but I want to do that way. And he's like, well, that's not going to sell. And you say you can't do it. You got to make sure this company makes money. You give him responsibilities like an adult has. Then he realizes, oh, I don't like this. I liked being a kid. And he brings you back. Yeah, you only have so much time in life to be a kid. And I think that's something a lot of people need to be reminded of. I think, you know, a lot of adults can be reminded like, hey, like play, you know, play, do things that are playful. You don't have to be an adult all the time. Um, But like it, that, it, that's the thing, man. Like, how easy is that? That's because that's that's what big that's what big is. The movie big. Yeah. That's what big is. A kid wants to be an adult, and it turns out to be a ba- it backfires on him. Like Bart, in this case, wants to be a kid, and like, oh, he tries to change. Like, all you have to do is teach Bart, uh, uh, get Bart back to where he wants. Like, he has that imagination again, where he wants to play with his toys again. That's all you have to do, and it doesn't have to be complicated. I don't know why you have a character. Why? Why Goose? Why? I don't. Are there people who? I know there are. See, that's the thing. I, I know there are people who like Goose, who think this character is real fun. Yeah, they're wrong. I I don't know if I can think of a guest character on The Simpsons we've seen so far that I hate more than Goose. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I can't think of any. I mean, a lot of guest stars. I I've, I wouldn't say I've hated, but I've just been like, why? Why are you here? But yeah, Goose doesn't do anything for the plot. He's just there for a reason for them to act stupid. He just acts zany, and then the like he really like he's a joke character, but he's a joke character on top of being a joke character because literally the only reason he exists is for them to go. Remember this wacky character? Well, it turns out he's an evil businessman, and you're like, okay, cool, thanks, Simpsons. I got it. That's not a good joke. Um, you've done that joke a lot. Maybe like you remember like the best. I don't know. Like Larry Kidkill is a better joke than this. Yeah, <laughs> Larry Kidkill is not even that good, or or uh, whatever Mar- Mother Lovin, Garth Mother Lovin, Garth yes. Mother Lovin. Yeah, he's better. Like th- those are like that's the same note. It's the same character basically. You know, it's just like here, like this businessman. This time it's like oh, he talks with a, a weird lilt in his voice, and he has lots of confetti, and he like Willy Wonka. And you're like, Juan Johnny Depp is no Gene Wilder. You shouldn't utter those names. Those names shouldn't even be uttered in the same sentence. Not even close. There's oh, no, my God. There's not even, you know, one is artful and one is miserable and terrible. And maybe, like, if this is them trying to make some statement about that, they did not do a good job. Um, but that's it. That's how you fix it. It's not complicated. You just stay with yeah. Bart and make it so that he finds his childhood again, not get some weird t-shirt scheme with uh, Willy Wonka and then have Homer build a nuclear reactor in the basement and then starting to blow up the town. What are you doing? Why? <sighs> That's how I feel, Matt, right now. That's my entire yeah. body is just screaming. <laughs> um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. 
alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments and news group is where I look at the nohomers.net forum and see what people thought of the episode when it came out. And, you know, over, over the years as well, but I mostly look at the reviews that strictly look pull the reviews that were recent, you know, a week or two after. I have some bad news for you, Matt. Everyone loved it, I know. Everyone I know. loved this. Loved. Loved. Five out of five, 38%. Four out of five, 35%. That's over that's over 70% thought this was good or great. And then another 18% give it 3 out of 5. That's that's over 90% thought this was average to great. I I don't know what I'm I, I are they not okay. Okay. First review. 5 out of 5. This episode was amazing. Nothing to complain about. The best part was Lisa and Janie's clap song that Homer fainted on. The animation thing was really funny too. I laughed from beginning to end. What did you laugh at? Please identify. They liked the, what the Lisa Janie clap song. They thought that was really funny. Okay. I mean, I thought it was fine. It was fine. I don't know why Homer's fainting. Homer, why is Homer fainting with children cursing? Is he like? Okay. Next review. Very happy with this one. The first scene set the tone from there. Just wonderful, wonderful stuff. The story flowed nicely. I loved Hank's performance as Goose. The T-shirt slogans were good. We're gold. Excuse me. The t-shirt slogans were gold. Body by Oreo. That's not, guys, that's like, those are the t-shirt slogans they put on the t-shirts on this are like stuff you'd buy at like Coney Island or like in uh, Yeah, it's not even edgy enough for like Spencer's gifts. I don't know. Are you, is, are you really find those like unironically enjoy those? Like Body by Oreo, I can like, I laugh at ironically. Like, look how stupid that is. Yeah. Not genuinely um i laughed a lot and smiled the whole way through five out of five and since when is charmer switched from honda to toyota i'm like since today uh next one very cute episode homer loving his kids and finally an episode when he isn't choking bart for the slightest thing it was nice to see him and lisa enjoying terrorizing flanders too osama bin scratchy was a bit risque but still funny very solid episode four out of five we didn't even mention osama bin scratchy Matt. There's isn't, a reason for that, Robbie. Isn't, isn't ironic racism hilarious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last review. I definitely liked it a lot better than last week. Much more funny jokes. And Homer playing with Lisa was cute. I miss Lisa having fun and just being a girl. They don't do that nearly enough these days. That being said, it was still kind of disjointed. And then that some jokes were kind of forced feel to it. Again, maybe I need to stop watching the DVDs so I don't have the urge to compare the new ones to old episodes. Nah. No, keep doing that, please. <laughs> no, nah, nah, who am I kidding? Fifth season DVD is about to come out. That was my favorite season ever. Oh, I give tonight's a three. Eesh. I mean, you shouldn't have to... There's a lot of people who say... Here, I'll, I don't know. I feel like Simpsons creators say this more than anyone, honestly. They say, oh, you, you shouldn't be comparing new Simpsons, newer Simpsons, to old classic Simpsons. That's not fair. Like, what do you mean that's not fair? I don't... You mean I shouldn't watch something great and then watch your mediocre crap? Is that what you're telling me? I mean... You mean it doesn't... It certainly doesn't make you look good when I watch the thing that I... At some point, like... And you're, some of those episodes, you're like, Al Jean, you, you did this. Like, why can't you do it more? <laughs> why can't you... You're in charge, man. That's the thing. Like, at this point, Al Jean yeah, is... You, you, can, you can say, no, this isn't good enough. We need to keep working on it. You're in charge, man. The buck stops here. You get to decide. You have all the power. You don't want to do it anymore. Man, give it to somebody else. Let them do it. 
<sighs> okay, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't find any ones or twos, Matt. I looked a couple pages, didn't see anything that was wow. super negative. Like, I don't know. I think it is kind of self-selectors. Like people have already, you know, they've already stopped watching if they don't like it. I guess you know mm-hmm. we mentioned that before. We, however, can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Homer episode? Uh, Got got a lot of good answers. I had struggle, a little struggle with the turnout this week, man. It's almost like people are distracted by something. I know. It's like there's a holiday and an election going on or something like that. What are you talking about? Oh, Robbie, did you not vote? Oh, I, I vote. that's okay. Your state didn't matter. Neither did mine. <laughs> It matter. They all matter. They just not mean the way you want them to matter, but they definitely still matter. Yeah. And down, like we've said before, down ballot politics are important. You need to vote for your local True. elections. This week's episode. This week's episode. This week's question. Favorite Homer episode. Matt, take it away. All right. From Alex, my favorite Homer episode is also still my favorite episode of the series, and of course, it's the one and only Homer's enemy. Grammy and Homer's interactions are just classic Homer nonchalantly remarking, you've never been, when Grammy sees he's been to space, to Homer becoming a good worker, all of it, the best Homer episode ever. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, all right, we're, we're done, guys. That's the only one we read today, because, uh, no, you know. No, no, come, on, come on, Matt, come on. <sighs> all right, fine. Uh, let's see. From Tim, also at the number one ranked episode, Homer's Enemy, we get true insight into his character. Even though he's repulsive on many levels, the viewer can also see why Springfield's town folk emphasize, emphasize with him more than Frank Grimes. Homer's helping Marge change the channel, says that in a nutshell, very jerkish, but also kind of funny. Uh, from Matt, if I thought about this all day, it would make me crazy. I'm going to go with And Baggy Makes Three. Not much more has to be said about the episode, and I'll always have a tear in my eye at the end. Do it for her. Uh, from Derek, favorite of mine would have to be the city of New York versus Homer Simpson. It's probably the last hurrah for the Homer we know and love as the dawn of jerk-ass Homer is right around the corner. It's quite fitting, then, that the episode has returned to the more irate Homer of earlier seasons. His insane behavior at the end is all built towards. In contrast to Homer's enemy a few episodes earlier, this episode shows instead that Homer can be quite hard done by and is as and it's a much more relatable and sympathetic Homer Homer than the one who is constantly the cause of mayhem and never gets any comeuppance. The episode looks great, has a distinct tone, and has our protagonist pushed to his limits with the hilarious results. Love it. Absolutely, Derek, you are 100% on there. Uh, from Lauren, there are so many, but I have to go with the way we was. It shows Homer as a young man who is initially a slacker, having perseverance and drive and initiative for a young woman he hardly knows. He tries and tries, and he fails at first, but in the end, he gets the girl. Plus, the end of the episode is one of my ultimate favorites. Homer, uh, Marge, poor Vu. Marge, why so glum? I've got a problem. As soon as you stop this car, I'm going to hug you and kiss you, and then I'll never be able to let you go. Fades back to the present, and I never have. Well, thanks, Lauren. I have to cry through the rest of these. <sighs> awful, awful response uh, from Brian. Uh, you only move twice. It's fun to watch Homer find success at Globex, despite his complete obliviousness to everything going on around him, and it's touching when he makes the decision to return to Springfield for the sake of his family, plus Hank Scorpio. Absolutely. Uh, from at L Columbia 88, New York versus Homer Simpson. Homer out of his element is always funny, but this one did it best. Hashtag all to crab juice. <laughs> uh, from at energy turtle, Homer, the Smithers, it used Homer as a vehicle to, to give us a lot of insight on a relatively minor character Smithers. Uh, plus it has the, your car has been crushed into a cube, but which bit, which is, uh, just great. Of course that should be cube bit, not, but sorry, Matt, <laughs> that's quite all right, Abby. Uh, from at hippie 200 you only move twice i love seeing homer in a completely different environment and the way him feeling appreciated changes his attitude the fact that he sacrifices his own happiness for his family gets me in the feels absolutely 
uh, from at yes, it's Aaron Homer's triple bypass, a serious somber episode with many hysterical bits, bad cops, burns a speech, Homer shattered heart, cloud goes up, cloud goes down. Anything with Dr. Nick, Robbie, what is your response? I'm going to cheat. Oh no. And pick two. How dare you? I'm a, I, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. Uh, to be mm. fair. Um, Homer's enemy, obviously. That's my first answer because it is, it is number one on our list for a reason. I love it. I love everything about it. It is the ultimate culmination, the ultimate statement about Homer and The Simpsons. You can go listen to that episode still and hear me rave on about it for two hours, or whatever, how long ridiculous length that podcast episode is. Um, my other answer is The Mysterious Voyage of Homer, where Ooh. Homer's enemy is is nihilistic almost. It is dark. It is grim about how about taking Homer's character to its logical end. The problem with Homer's Enemy is not that it exists. The problem is that the show continued for thir- 20 plus years after <laughs> yeah, that episode. That, the joke about a, the perfect last episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. That would have been ideal. Yeah. Uh, Mysterious Voyage Homer is Homer at 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 his at b- being sympathetic at 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 f- messing up and trying his best to make up for it at at trying to understand why in him why he and Marge are meant for each other how why how they work together like it is the ultimate homer marge relationship episode on top of being a great homer episode it gets it has and it has take that space coyote like i can't (laughs) (laughs) space coyote i i love it matt what's your answer uh, I'm going to go with uh, a, a episode in the vein of all the others uh, that everyone has picked. Uh, Mother Simpson. I really like the way this episode reaches back and shows what Homer's life was like and kind of how he became the way he was and, and what his life might have been had he actually had a mother. And it, it just shows Homer's incredible capacity to love. Like we, we saw that a lot during the golden years, not, not so much since, but back then we could see that Homer is a good person deep down. He loves his family. He's just kind of dumb. Uh, and they just don't do that anymore. And, and I wish they would, I wish they would give us, show us Homer's capacity to be a good person. And they're getting better at it in the past couple of seasons. I feel like they're they're angling more in that direction sometimes, but it's a very meandering way to get there. Next week's question. What's your favorite Bart episode? Easy, easy peasy, right, Matt? Yeah, there's only a few. There's only a few. Not, you know, hundreds. There's <laughs> there's not hundreds, but there's a lot. Um, Dozens and dozens. So I'll post that question on our Twitter, which is at Simpson Show Pod. Uh, you can email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. And I also put it on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. It's a, I'll put it publicly, so you do not have to support us to answer it if you don't want to. Of course, we do love all the people who do support us. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions one easy one medium and one hard and try and stump the other matt has a one point lead on me so far this season uh spell out the end right now probably because i'm a big dum-dum no robbie you got this it's fine i can be a big dum-dum i believe okay. it works better when i'm one of us is dumb matt <laughs> it's a better show anyway Fair. you ready for an easy question ready bart comes up with a cartoon character named what in i am furious yellow I believe that is the Angry Dad episode. That is correct. All right. Uh, in honor of uh, this week, our new episode review being of Treehouse of Horror, I got some Treehouse of Horror questions for you. Oh, God. Uh, in Hell to Pay, who transplant the ha- transplants the hair onto Homer's head? 
who does this the operation? Yes. Okay. Um, Mo. Ooh. Uh, who's who's a doctor who would do something? Oh, Doctor like Nick is a doctor. There Nick? you go. There's okay. Doctor Nick. I didn't. It was either. Well, it's a good choice because we have seen. <laughs> That's right. I'm a surgeon. <laughs> All right. How about my medium question? In I Am Furious, uh, we find out that who created Danger Dog? Oh, um, it's like Danger Dog. It's like Dan something or other. Um. I don't know, Dan Doggins. <laughs> what, Robbie? That's a good guy. I like that guess. That's a good name. Uh, Jeff Jenkins. I think Dan Doggins Jeff is Jen. a better name, though. But hey, Simpsons <laughs> creators, Dan Doggins is way better than Jeff Jenkins. There you go. I went to school with a guy named Jeff Jenkins. Oh. He didn't create Danger All right. He was a redneck. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, your medium question. What is the motto of the itchy and scratchy police in the terror tiny tune? Oh, God. There's no way I know that. Um, they say it in the episode and you can see it. So I, I mean, it I mean, it's not. Re- I don't I'm just I don't remember things, Matt. I think that's pretty clear. My brain. I, got, I don't got room for that. I got to record six podcasts <laughs> this week. Um, I can try and come up with an answer. It probably won't be a good one. Itchy and scratchy's the police. Itchy and scratchy police and terror in tiny town. Tiny tune? What's the? Yes. Okay. Uh, the terror tiny tune. I, I may have gotten that wrong. I'm I, don't, I don't, uh, Well, there's okay. So I'm gonna. It's a, probably gonna be a pun on to serve and protect. So I'll say to sever and puncture. Uh the terror of tiny tune. By the way, uh, I'm gonna give you one point because it is to project and sever. Protect and serve, not serve and protect. Okay. Yeah. Pro- project. Pro- what is it? To project and sever. Proje- okay. Like projectile. I get it. I, I think mean, so. Yeah. I'll take your pity points. I ain't too. I ain't too proud. Your your hard question, Matt. What is the name of Bart's production company? Uh, Bart's production company. Seen in the credits of Angry Dad. Uh. Again, I have zero clue what this actually is. So I'm gonna say. Um, the Bart El Barto Productions. It's not a bad guess, Matt. It is along the same line. It is I Carumba Entertainment. I Carumba Entertainment. That's good. That, that is a good hard question, Robbie. I thank you. I'll take it. I'll take your compliments. What's my hard question? Your hard question. What are the three mating mating locations Marge is offered in Starship Poopers? Um. Okay. Back seat of a car, uh, a filthy. A hard question. I'm going to need more than that. Oh no! Okay. Uh, the back seat of a of a Camaro. Back seat of a Camaro. A filthy alleyway outside of a of a, a porno theater, and there's a third. The uh, it's like there's it's like it's diminishing romanticness because then the the alleyway is the last one. The first one is um, beside a roaring fireplace in a, a Victorian mansion. <gasps> okay, you actually got two of these, and I am super impressed with that. Uh, it is the backseat of a Camaro. I can't believe you got the car right. Uh, the alley behind a porno theater, which is what Marge chooses, and a friend's wedding. Ah, friend's wedding. Okay. Do I get it? Do you get it? Hey, hey. Hey, Matt, do I get any points for uh, that? Uh, yeah, 
you know what? I will give you one point because it's a hard question and you got two out of three. I'll take my pity points. I said, I ain't proud. I'll do whatever else. Scratch and claw. I'll use, I'll put, I'll, I'll make big eyes at Matt all day long and be like, please, Mr. Matt, can I have some points? I tried uh-huh. real hard. I'm real stupid. Please help. I'm up by one point after five episodes. We'll see how long that lasts. I need all the points I can get. We shall. It, Matt, see, what this is what happens, guys. Matt's learned. I applaud him, honestly, because it's best for the show. Matt's learned that, you know, <laughs> he's going to, you know, keep it, let it. He'll tread water for a little while, you know, be kind to me once in a while. I'll be like, yeah, you can have a point here, Robbie. Yeah, there's a point. Oh, you have a lead. That's nice. That's cute. And then, like, six weeks before the end of the season, Matt just goes, boop. He turns to the Terminator and just like he just turns on and then he's just like three points, six points, four points, five points every week. And he's like, make sure I get one, 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 one. And then it's over. Matt's not going to confirm or deny this because he's smart. Nope. I will never, ever. I cannot okay. confirm. I cannot confirm or deny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to uh, our final second segment every single episode. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. <sighs> Getting the squirrel wheel is really getting a workout on this one, Robbie. Uh, this episode's bad. It's very bad. I uh, like. I don't. I would say that like the first act redeems it somewhat, but I don't care. I don't care how good that first act is because it just falls off a cliff. Like it makes me upset. Like it. Like Goose himself is enough to weigh this thing down like thirty spots. Like he's just such an annoying, obnoxious character. I hate him. And. The fact that they just introduce a Homer plot in the middle of nowhere. They have him build a nuclear reactor. Like, it's the zany crap. I don't want this. This isn't The Simpsons. What are you doing? Um, This is not Looney Tunes. You can't do... You're not even good at it. Like, Looney Tunes is brilliant, but they knew what they were doing. Um, All right. I'm looking at the Ziff who came to dinner. That's exactly what I was looking at. Weird. I actually think this might be a little worse than that. How does Ziff who came to dinner ends? That's, yeah, that's the whole prison nonsense thing. It's also mm. a nonsensical plot. Yeah, Homer Homer wins Ziff court, goes to jail for no reason, then gets released from jail for no reason. Um, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad episode. It is quite bad. You know what? You know what is not in the Ziff who came to dinner, though, Matt? What's that? Goose. There's no Goose Cladwell in the Ziff nah. Came to Dinner. Artie Ziff is 10,000 10, times the character that Goose Cladwell is. Uh, he's voiced by John Lovitz. I love John Lovitz. So it's worse than the Ziff Came to Dinner. That's my that uh, that's my official. Uh, I'm not even going to try and be un- unbiased, subjective, uh, objective about this because I hate Goose so much. Uh, next is Tennis the Menace. I hate Tennis the Menace. Tennis the Menace is terrible. It's real bad. It's really, really bad. It's like the whole family is just miserable to each other, mean to each other, which is the one thing this episode, this episode doesn't have too badly. It's not the family being mean to each other for no reason. There isn't that. I'll give it that. You know, it has nonsense and just garbage and Looney Tunes like plot, but the care, all oh, the family are nice to each other for what it's worth. So I think that is going to say, I'm going to say it's better than Tennis the Menace. I would have to agree. Um, as if it came to dinner, it was bad, but you're right. Goose just is awful in this. And just the, the, the Goose 
you hate him more than I do, obviously. But my big thing is the Homer plot that is just injected into the third act. I'm just like, why? Why would you do that? It's so incredibly dumb and just ruins the end of this otherwise, at this point, promising episode. I mean, I I lost all all promise when Goose shows up, man. I go, okay. How are we gonna? How do? How can the Simpsons? stop themselves from this character ruining the rest of this episode and no they can't because and then they don't wow. even bother with him anymore I'm like I, there's part of me that goes good less goose on screen but then i'm like also oh this homer plot's terrible like it makes no sense homer watches a nature documentary and, and it homer watches a documentary about lions and that leads to him making a nuclear f- reactor in his basement within the span of four minutes mm-hmm he gets it all on the internet. That's all you need. Like a nuclear reactor. He goes, oh, that there's a, a, plan on, a plan on the internet, and then I just go commit a terrible felony and steal... Okay. I can't... I, I'll, I'll try and stop. Um, we still have one more thing to do, Matt, and that is decide if this episode is shot out of the cannon. The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! <laughs> No, of course not. It's terrible. Why? No. There's no reason to keep it. Nothing adds to the universe of the Simpsons in this episode. No. So, you know what, Matt? You know what we do? Mm-hmm. We fire the cannon! That does. That makes me feel a little bit better. Good. A little bit. You know, I just picture that episode just getting shoved into, like, Sideshow Bob and just fired off makes me feel a little bit better uh we're gonna go up to the top of the list uh and work our work our way down and we're at natural born kissers that is an amazing episode and absolutely should stay in the canada yeah natural born kissers is fun it's like a fun lark it 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 is it's homer and mars relationship it is one of the last great episodes i would argue yeah it's like it's it's right there like oh that's right when they start to that's it's it's also the first it's like the first uh the first sign of like oh matt selman's really gonna do he's gonna put in some work over these terrible years of the Simpsons. yeah <laughs> that someone's gonna do his best to salvage some of these these uh this, these seasons um of course yeah of course it's part of the canon it's lovely it's fun margin homer having dealing with their sex life and get alarmed cows <laughs> what's with get homer's butt rubbing up against the glass ceiling on the church stare at the floor oh that's wonderful parquet floor yeah so of course this part of the canon yes um our next episode matt is midnight rx oh we haven't done that episode yet really wow okay this is Canadian Canadian drug Canadian pharmacy episode. Okay, okay. Uh, I have some interesting memories of this. I guess we'll see. I have no memories of it because I've never watched it. Much like I've never watched well, this. I've never watched this episode. I've never watched Midnight RX. I've heard about it over the over years because it is like famously episode that said the Simpsons go to Canada, and then they don't really <laughs> they don't really do anything in Canada. It's mostly about drugs. It's nothing to do with. It's not like they have visit. They see Canadian culture, really. Um, but maybe I, I here. I hope it's better than this week's episode. That's all I got. I hope it's better. That's all I can hope for. Um, that's next time. 
you guys can watch along with us. Um, you can find this stuff. They find this list on our website, the simpsonshow.com. There's links to everything, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, to our Patreon if you want to help out the show. Pay us a couple bucks. We really appreciate it. Um, you can find, let's see, before we go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And um, all my stuff is on my website, RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to all my other, all my other podcasts, links uh, to join my newsletter. You want to see all the stuff I get up to. My all my all my projects, including my newest my next writing project. Appreciate it if you sign up for that. You get a free short story. If that's your kind of thing. Um you can also find links there to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel coming out in a few weeks is Splatterfest. You probably heard a big I there's you heard a promo before that for this episode, so I'm not gonna go into crazy detail, but it's it's a slasher who done it set at a horror 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 film festival. All the celebrities are getting picked off one by one. Dun dun dun. Dun dun. Uh, you can read for you can you can pre-order now on Amazon. So I encourage you to go do that. I really appreciate you if you did it. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is correct. But do you like BoJack Horseman? Do you laugh when you think of the characters and all the wacky hijinks they get up to? If so, you'd probably like a kitten with one of those names, wouldn't you? Well, have I got something for you. In fact, I've got six kittens named after the best BoJack Horseman characters, including Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face, which is the objectively best name for a cat ever. So if you go through Instagram at kittenturns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, you can see the wacky hijinks that these adorable kittens get up to and how they relate to your favorite BoJack Horseman characters. You know what, Matt? You know what? Hmm. You know that was my clap, my little golf clap for you. You really, you tried. You know, you did, that was audacious. I think that was like a little bit of a stretch, but you know, you know, I, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would say, my personal take is that the I would certainly endorse everyone go follow Kitten Turns on Instagram. At worst, you're just getting some lovely kitten pictures and and videos. That's right. Even if you don't live in Central Florida, you don't can't really adopt those cats. Um, but. Uh, I find Bro Jack Horseman incredibly depressing, and I can't ever watch the show. I can't, I can't, I can't uh, take it. But some people have to watch one episode at a time, maybe. <laughs> but those kids are great. You should definitely follow them on Instagram. Uh, well, that'll, that'll that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and I keep watching this episode. Shh.